before we get into scripture today, my wife stayed up half the night preparing a video presentation of Philippines that we'd like to show about. That's only a few minutes long, but it gives you some idea of the Philippines, halfway around the world, tropical island nation, uh, jungles, you know, stuff like that, and hot. We got two temperatures, hot and hotter, stuff like you know. It's, it's just it's just a tropical jungle nation. But we'd like to see. I'd like to, for you to see some of the people. That's what I'm interested in. Let me get out of the way. Then I'll tell you about it. Maybe. Is this good? Rice fields, coconut trees. I told you it's a jungle. Fishermen. Uh, we have they have agricultural based economy. They plant rice and they fish. And one of our church congregations in a, in a town, some of our churches are made up of cement, hollow block, like this church is. Okay. And some of our churches are made up of bamboo walls and structures like this. Some of them are big and some of them are small. But it's all people. People is what it's all about. People is what, I don't care what the structure is. People is what it's all about. Amen. Some of them are on hillsides like this one. And it's somewhat challenging to get to sometimes. But uh, people help us and we thank God for it. We have some churches that are small. Some churches that are big. Again, we're in the mountains. There's a big mountain range that runs through the main island of Luzon. And that's where most of these pictures were taken. Uh, in that mountain range. In that mountain range, they have rice terraces. They grow rice and vegetables as well. Again... Full of people. We've got, we've got churches so far back in the jungle. I wonder how in the world they ever found them. But, you know, you got to pipe in sunlight to get there. It's just, you know, it's so far back. But uh, they, they love to worship the Lord. Amen. And that's what it's all about. And we thank God for them. Precious, precious people. One of our church services in Pangasinan, we were there not too long ago and ha- had this service with them. It was, uh, it was, uh, they will forget it. it was during Pastor Appreciation Day. And they, uh, they showed great appreciation to us. Another church that we just dedicated not long ago that we just built up in the mountains. This church really ministers to all of a tribal group of people. We used to have a tribal Bible school in this location years ago. Sister uh, Diana G. helped us raise some funds to help build this uh, tribal Bible school. And this is one of our newer churches. This is in Manila, Quezon City. Harvesters, Yeshua. Shewa Harvester's Church, and it was a church was made uh, provided by funds from the uh, Renee Shoot Legacy Fund. They helped us build this church here. Uh, Pastor uh, Al Vega and his wife, there I'm standing beside them. It's a church of about three or four hundred people inside the building. There you can see it's a two or three story building. The, uh, the good thing about this church is uh, it runs only about three or four hundred people here, but they've already started six satellite churches in Metro Manila. Six satellite churches. And we thank God for them. You know, we tell people, wherever you go, plant the word. Start a church. And this is another one of our, actually this is one of our conventions that we had not long ago in the Philippines. Every time we have a, a convention of this sort, well, we just had one last, uh, last April when I was there. Had about 3,000 people attending the meeting. Every church we uh, start, we encourage them to start daughter churches. This is a daughter church from a, 
a church called Cross, uh, Crosstown Community Church. This is another little uh, daughter church. We're wanting to plant a church here. With, we call it a house church, meeting at this house here. People open up their houses, and we just have church. One of our Bible school graduations in the north, uh, not too long ago, we have three Bible schools in the Philippines. This is the Bible school in the southern part. We just got finished through building this uh, multi-purpose building here. It's open on, it's about the size of a basketball, it's about the size of this church here. But it's open on the sides, and uh, at this particular meeting, is a regional conference. We had about 1,000 people attending. We had to build this building because every time you have a, a gathering, a youth camp or anything, they always draw more than 1,000 people. Inside the uh, uh, classroom there, I'm, I'm teaching a, a short-term uh, class there at that Bible school as well. Philippines is an island nation made of over 7,103 islands, depending on if it's high tide or low tide. You know, some of them disappear during high tide. Anyway, but it's a very small nation in compared to the rest of the region of Asia. Uh, you see it's just south of China there, and... Uh, of the 7,103 islands, about 110 million people inhabit these islands today. But from this small island nation, listen, we're sending out 10, we have right now at this time, we have 10 full-time missionary families that go out to Cambodia, to Laos, to uh, Thailand, even up to China. And they're reaching people that we could never reach. They're reaching people that would not have American missionaries, but they accept Filipino missionaries. And they're reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's come full circle. And this is why God still has us over there. To help train, equip, and mobilize Filipinos to be missionaries, not only in Asia, but throughout the world. We started five churches in Europe. Wow. Our Filipino pastor, PCG churches, five of, them, five of them in Europe. We have two in America. We just started recently, one in Southern California, and there's one in Las Vegas that just come in the fellowship with PCG. Started by Filipinos. And we thank God for them, and we praise God for it. And uh, here we are in Cambodia, one of our churches there. Our missionaries there to the uh, extreme right, red shirt. And another picture of a, a church in Cambodia. The people, they don't sit on chairs, they sit on the floor. <laughs> thank God I'm not a missionary to Cambodia. <laughs> they keep trying to get, uh, this is our pastor Nono, our missionary to Laos and his family. They keep trying to get us to go to, Asia, to other Asian countries, to Cambodia, to Laos. And I said, why? I want to, I'll send missionaries. Let them go. They can sit on the floor. Eat, eat the bugs and the crickets. and all. No, I won't go into that. I wanted to show you the people. See, the people is what it's all about. Amen. Some people say, Pastor, why are you? 46 years we've been serving the Philippines now. I was just a young fella. I mean, back in those days. But the people, he said, why do you keep going back? Well, it's not because of the climate or the conditions. They're terrible. And the Philippines is not a handicap-friendly place. It's just not. I mean, there's no level ground anywhere in the country, I don't think. But it's the people. Pastor Michael, it's the people. That's what it's all about. And that's what this church is about. It's the people. The people in this area, the people in Corsicana, the people in this county, the people in this state, and the people around the world. That's why this church is here. To reach people. Amen. Well, that's not part of my message, but it's good anyway. Psalm 67. 
I told my wife I'll try to behave myself and not to tell too many jokes or stories. I, you know, Pastor uh, Johnson is famous about his messages and stories and jokes. I always try to remember them. I could never remember them. I'm terrible at jokes. You know, we, a lot of times preachers say jokes is an icebreaker. Well, I'm going to have to break ice off. It's too, uh, ice pick or something. I can't tell jokes. Psalm 67. Psalm 67. God's desire for all peoples everywhere. We know what God's plan is for our life. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says God's plan is to give us peace, hope, and future. That's Parkman's simplified version, but that's what it says. We know what God's will is for us, and that's to go into all the world, according to uh, Matthew, to preach the gospel. We know God's plan. We know God's will. But God's desire, and this goes right along with it, God's desire is for us to do this. In Psalm 67, it's a missiological passage uh, that the Holy Spirit just put right into the Psalms to show us God's desire for all peoples everywhere. I'm going to be reading from the NIV version today. Uh, the New King, James, New King James Version says basically the same thing in all of them. It says this, starting in verse number 1, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make His face to shine upon us. May your ways be made known on earth and your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you shall rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Now listen, verse number 3 and 5 are the same. And I'm not the smartest guy on the block. But I figured out a long time ago that when Scripture repeats itself, it's for a reason. Verse 3 and 5 says, May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Amen. Verse number 6. The land yields its harvest. God, our own God, shall bless us. May God bless us still, so that the ends of the earth will fear Him, know Him, honor Him, worship Him. God's desires for all people. First of all, it's God's desire that His face shine upon each one of us. In the place of what He's talking about here, not the, it's, the, it's the glory of God. It's the glory. That's what He's talking about. It may the glory of God shine in and through us to the peoples of the world. That's God's desire. I had a friend long, a number of years ago by the name of John Norvell, and he used to preach a, certain, a series of messages on glory. I mean, he preached a whole year on glory. He came to the Philippines and preached on glory. The messages just went over the people's heads. I said, I said, John, just kind of simplify the message a little bit for people. <laughs> he said, oh, God wants me to preach on glory. I said, okay, praise God. But it's God's will that His glory shine in and through us to reach the peoples of the world. The Bible says very clearly in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, you are the light of the world. Jesus speaking here. When I, every time I read this passage, I'm reminded of an of a illustration that I heard Billy Graham uh, say a number of years ago and, uh, concerning the moon. Now, I know we had the big eclipse yesterday, and I didn't see it. I forgot all about it. I, I, I don't care. You know, some people get caught up. Uh, God bless them. Whatever. You know, 
It came and went. But when you see the moon at night, it's beautiful, isn't it? I mean, well, let me tell you something about the moon. The moon has no light. The moon is just an empty, dark, void matter in space. Or any planet it is. So when you see the moon at night, here's what you see. You see a reflection from the light of the sun shining up on an empty, dark, void matter in space. Did you know our lives are the same way? Without Jesus Christ, we are an empty, dark, void matter in space. The only light that we have is the light that Jesus gives us. (coughs) The only glory that we have is the glory of God shining through our lives. We need and we must allow the light of Jesus Christ to shine forth through our lives. Amen. Now, like what uh, chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 also says, and I, I had a problem with this passage uh, for a long time. It says that the light of Jesus Christ shines that people may see the good works that we do. And I, I had a problem with that, Michael. I did. I said, why, why do want people want to see what we've done? But the last part of that verse says that the Father in heaven might receive the glory. So everything anybody says good about Parkman's is because of him. I want to make it very clear. You listen to me. This old boy's just been very blessed of God to be in the right place at the right time. We built upon the foundations of Joseph Gatchel, our former Bible school teacher, and Wayne Mullins, our former missionary that were there for many years, we were able to take that, build upon that foundation, and God has blessed us. And today we have almost 600 churches in the Philippines. And that doesn't count the outstations and the preaching points and other places. That's churches with pastors. We have three Bible schools in the Philippines, and we're sending out 10 missionaries to other Asian countries, and we want to send out more. God is blessing. God is blessing to God be the glory for all that he's done. Our people ha- have had a mind to work. And God has blessed their efforts. And as I told Brother Gary last night, I've just had common sense to stay out of the way. <laughs> let, let them go, you know. Praise God. As long as God's in it, I'm not going to bother with it. But God is blessed in a mighty, mighty way as the light of glorious gospel is shining forth through the Philippines. And God is using Filipinos to take that light around the world. One of the biggest exports the Philippines has is their people, uh, overseas workers. They export their people to earn money. Uh, the Philippines is a very poor country. But we tell them, as you go overseas to work, and I don't discourage them from doing that sometimes because I know that God's going to use them to help plant a church. God's going to use them to help reach people where we cannot go and people that would not even accept us. You know, Americans are at the most popular people in the world. I don't want to bust anybody's bubbles, but we're not, we're not really welcome in some sectors of the world. Amen? And, uh, you know, but God can use other people. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be you. But because of our prayers and because of our giving and because of our going, God is sending four workers throughout the world. Praise God. Calvary Worship Center reaches the world for Jesus Christ. It's not just this small town of Corsicana. And it's not just a small building that we have here, but you're reaching the multitude of people with the gospel message because of your giving and going and praying. Amen? It's no accident that God is blessing this church 
God's blessing this church because of what you're doing to reach the world. I believe that with all my heart. God is blessing me because of what I've been a part of in reaching the world. I thank God for it. God could have called somebody else. I'm just a small guy from South Texas. I, you know, come off a farm and didn't know anything. Still don't know much. But God still uses us for His honor and for His glory. When I first heard about the Philippines, I thought it was a book of the Bible. I didn't know anything. But God used it. Okay, let's go on. Number two, my wife's looking at me kind of funny. Number two, God's desire. God desires His way to be made known on earth through us. Now, what, I mean, what do I mean by His way? First of all, His way of salvation. His way of salvation. John chapter 14, verse 6. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus very clearly said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one is going to come to the Father except through me. Period. There is no other way. Jesus made three emphatic claims here. He's the way, truth, and the life. We're not saved through church membership. We're not saved through water baptism. We're not even saved through giving tithes and offerings. Now, before you start throwing rocks at me, let me explain. I believe in all that. I believe if you, I, I believe that all of us should be a member of a church someplace, a fellowshipping body of believers someplace. We, we should all align ourselves. I, I, I have problems with people that just skip around here and there and everywhere. That's my personal opinion. I believe we all should dedicate our time, talents, and efforts, and finances toward a specific body and become a member of that body. Secondly, how can you get away from water baptism? The Bible's very clear. Now, if you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, follow the Lord in water baptism. Now, water baptism doesn't save you, but it's just an outward physical sign of an inward spiritual experience. Amen. So if, if you've not, if you haven't received water baptism, why not? Are you afraid of water? Come on now. I don't care if you're sprinkled, dunked, or whatever. You'll just be baptized. Amen? Yeah. My wife said, behave yourself now. Okay. And, and paying tithes and offerings. Uh, you know, thank God for people that give to the church. Thank God for people that give a lot of money to the church. We need the money through God's works. But you're not saved through giving. You give because you're saved. Now, I believe you can be blessed. You can be blessed because of membership. You can be blessed because of baptism. You can be blessed because of giving. But you're saved through personal relationship through Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 is very clear. Acts 4, 12. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Amen. Okay, secondly, what's the second way of God's way of being known? God's way of being praised and worshipped. Verses 3 and 5 repeat themselves. And I believe it's for a very important reason. God desires for His people's now, if you look at the word peoples there, it has an S. Now, my wife used to teach English at our Bible schools in the Philippines, and she's pretty, pretty, pretty knowledgeable. She's pretty smart. She told me that 
people already is a plural word. You don't need to put S on it. But the writer here put S on people. Make it peoples. I come to the conclusion that it became hyper-plural. In other words, God really wants everybody. Every nation, every tongue, every people group to praise Him. This people group over here. This people group over here. Everybody praise and worship them. That's what it means here. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what language you speak. I don't care what country you're from. God wants you to praise and worship Him. And what do, you, what do we do in the Philippines? We teach people to praise and worship the Lord. And you know something? You really don't have to teach them. It comes natural. If Jesus is in your heart. You become, you become a worshiper. If Jesus is really in your heart, you become a worshiper. You begin to praise the worship of the Lord. Now, a lot of you are like me. But maybe I shouldn't say this. But I can't carry a tune out of what they're bad. I'm a terrible singer. I, I even taught a course in the Philippines in our Bible school on worship. But not worship singing, but worship as a lifestyle. Because that's what he's talking about. Praise and worship as a lifestyle. Not just Sunday morning when you come and sing, but as you live out every day of your life. Worship the Lord. I like people that are... And how do you worship? The Bible says here, with gladness and joy. I like people that are happy. I like to come to churches. When I came to church this morning, there's two ladies standing at the door. A man smiles on their faces. I like that. And I began to see the glory of God flowing throughout yeah, every, and there, I came into the church, and this one lady said, Don't shake hands with me, I'm sick. Okay? Just wave at her. So I can still see the glory of God. You see, that's what we're talking about here. It doesn't matter if you could carry a tune in a white paper bag, but God still wants you to worship Him and praise Him. Amen. Some of you are like me, you sing so low. Sing solos. Sing solo, nobody else can hear you. Oh, God desires all of His people to praise and worship Him. I got to admit, some of the new praise and worship I have to, I don't understand. I don't I don't know a lot of the new songs, but I feel the Spirit. I don't need to know every word. Kind of wish they'd go back to the old way of doing things, to tell you the truth. I know some of those songs. I remember years ago, we used to, every mission service, we sing the song, Send the Light. That's my brother just walked in, praise God. My baby brother. And we used to sing the light. And I didn't know what the light was. What do you, send a flashlight? You know. <laughs> I didn't realize what the light was. Doctor, that's Bible school. They started teaching me some things. It's talking about send us. Send us. We are the light of the world. Send us. Then they taught us if you can't go in person, you can go in your finances and you go in your prayers. But God expects each one of us to go. You know, the Great Commission isn't just for missionaries, pastors, church workers. It's for everybody. Everybody getting involved and doing something. Amen. And your mission field begins... Right at your doorstep. As a matter of fact, it begins inside your home. That's where it begins. I was talking to a guy one time. He said, oh, pastor, I feel called of God to missions. I, we were, he said on the front pew, I want to go to the mission field. And I said, okay, good. Praise God. I said, oh, listen, I, I gotta, what, what are you doing now? Oh, no, nothing. I'm just sitting here waiting for God to give me the money to go to the mission field. <laughs> well, if you're not doing anything here, 
how can you expect God to use you there? I was teaching a, I told Pastor Gary that last night, uh, your district superintendent, Roy Carrico, used to be in my Sunday school class in Houston when he was just a junior boy, and I was teaching that Sunday school class. Now, have you ever taught junior boys? They want to be anywhere in the world but Sunday school class. I mean, they were climbing the walls. It was terrible. I thought God was trying to teach me a lesson. And uh, at first I didn't want to take it, but then the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, David, how are you going to be able to do anything else I called you to do if you're not willing to do this? I said, it's okay, God. (laughs) You put it that way, I have to. But Roy Carrico ended up being a preacher. Not for years. I didn't even know about it. And God's using him in a great and mighty way, and we thank God for it. Amen. Okay, next. God's way of salvation. God's way of praise and worship. Next in verse 4. Or verse, uh, yeah, last part of verse 4. God's way of rule. God's way of guiding us. God's way of teaching us rule and order. Last part of verse 4. For you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations on earth. What is God's way of rule? Very simple. The Bible. This is the rule book right here. If you ever wonder what to do in life or how to live your life, right here. This is the rule book. Follow this book. This is the rule right here. You ever wonder how to rule the nation? Now listen. I'm going to say something. Our, our nation has gone downhill considerably in the last number of years. And I feel that it started back in the 60s. See, I can remember Gary and Barbara and I, we're all at that age, we can remember years ago when we were in school that they used to pray in school. As a matter of fact, the principal used to come over the intercom every morning and have the uh, Prince of Allegiance of Prayer in school. But in the 60s, they came out, they took prayer out of the schools. And ever since then, our nation has been on a decline spiritually going down and down and down. I can tell you how to solve all the problems in America. Are you taping this? Okay, let's move on. The Bible says, Psalm 33, verse 12, Psalm 33, verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. That's what God said. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. If you want America to be blessed, turn back to God. Amen. And I don't care who hears that. Number three. Number three. God's desire, God desires His people to be blessed. Now, you listen to me. I believe if you're a child of God, committed to God, doing what God wants you to do, you're going to be blessed. I didn't say you'd be rich, but I will say you'll be blessed. This is what we teach in the field. Look at verse number 1, verse number 6, and verse number 7. I'm going to read it to you parts of it, put it all together, okay? May God be gracious to us and bless us. Then the land will yield its harvest 
and God will bless us. Verse number 7, God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear Him. Three times, God will bless us, God will bless us, God will bless us. It's God's will. People in the Philippines are a poor country. But they're blessed of God. They're blessed of God. They're blessed of God. The question is, how is God going to bless the peoples of the world? Well, I got the answer. Through you and through me. They keep saying, Pastor, why do you keep going? Because I want to bless the people of the world. I want God to bless the peoples of the world. And don't believe most of what you hear about me. It's not true. It's all made up. Somebody, I, I was in a meeting one time not long ago, and this person said, Oh, Brother Parkman, you're a legend. I said, No, 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 no. Legends are dead. I'm still alive. And don't you don't believe, don't believe what you hear about me. It's not, you know, it's all whatever. God has blessed us. God has blessed me to be a blessing. You see, I've been able to do things that a lot of people could not do. I've been able to go places a lot of people could not go because God has gifted me to do that. God may not get to you, but God has gifted me to do that. And I know that. And if you know God has gifted you to do something, and if you know God's anointing you with the Word, and you know that God heals people when you pay for Him, and God saves people... How can we stand still and not do it? See, that, that's what drives me. I cannot stand back and not do it. Somebody asked me a long, not long ago, Pastor, how much longer you've been going to the Philippines? I said, as long as I live. So, well, one guy said, well, what if you get to where you can't walk anymore? I said, well, they got wheelchairs too. I can go wheelchair, you know. Uh, you know, don't let anything stop you. Do it. Do it. Do it. And uh, do we still have time? Do I, I got one more scripture. Genesis chapter 12. Concerning the Abrahamic covenant, God's promises for us. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1, 2, and 3. This is from the New King James, New King James Version. My eyes are getting watery. Listen to this. Now the Lord had said to Abram, this is calling the very first missionary. Listen to this. And the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country, leave your country, leave your family, leave your father's house, go to a land that I will show you. Paul and I and our two babies first went to the Philippines. We didn't know where we going. We didn't know what we were going to do. I tell you, we were young. We were naive. But we, uh, we had a desire to do what God wanted us to do. Look at verse number uh, 2. Now I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. I will bless you. Excuse me. I will I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him 
who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. I claim this Abraham covenant. I know it was spoken to Abraham, but I'm a child of Abraham, son of Abraham, whatever. You know, remember that song we sing in Sunday school? I believe that God has blessed me to be a blessing to others. I, I couldn't continue doing what we're doing if I didn't believe that. I thank God for churches like this church that have supported missions for years and years and years. Again, I repeat, it's no, it's no accident that this church has grown to become very blessed of God. It's because of you. Your giving, your praying, and your commitment to reaching Corsicana and the world for Jesus Christ. God bless you. Would you please stand with me today? Now, I don't know what time. They don't even put a clock up in this place. You don't even know what time it is. I had to turn off my cell phone because they could beep it. What time is it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Part two. Okay. <laughs> Listen, it's such a joy being here with you. I do not know most of you. I do not know if you're a saint or a sinner. I do not know if you could be the richest guy in town or the poorest bum in town. I don't know. I don't care. And I don't think God really cares. God cares about you. And if you're here today, and if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I invite you to come forward. Pastor will come down and we'll pray with you right here. And before you leave this place, you can have the assurance in your heart. Pastor, would you come here? Stand next, stand next to me so I'll, I'll get quiet. I'll shut up. God loves you. He does. God loves you. You're, you're, you're not here by accident today. But you're here because God wanted you here. Amen. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, come forward and receive Him as your Lord and Savior. But before you leave this place, you can have this church in your heart. You can have the joy in your heart. I read you talk about Bible quizzing. You know I was saved through Bible quizzing? Right? I, was, I, was I was lost as a goose. And then Beeville, they invited me to be a member of the Bible quiz team. I was going to the Baptist church at the time. But I was kind of like one of the kind of... Anyway, that's another story. But I was... I was sweet on one of the girls. Ah. And so I, I, they asked me, Oh, they wanted somebody... They had to have somebody else to fill the blank space in the Bible quiz team. The, the uh, spare tire. Mm-hmm. Well, they asked, oh, Would you come? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just so I got some more time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, uh, I joined up. You studied the book of Romans. We won regional championship. We didn't go to national. But through that experience, God got a hold of my life. I haven't been the same since, Gary. I can't explain it. There's no great ability that we have there's no great ability that you have. All it takes is a willing heart. Let God use you for His honor, for His glory. If you're here today, if you're sick in your body, I want you to know the healer's in the house. 
Jesus. That if you're sick and you need touch from the Lord, you come and we'll, we'll pray with you. God will touch you and God will heal you. If you're here today and say, Pastor, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I'm just not as close to God as I want to be. Well, you need to recommit your life to Christ. The way to do that is right here. Right here. I thank God for these old-fashioned altars. I prayed at these old-fashioned altars many times. Your life can be changed today if you let Him change you today. Would you come? Let's pray. Father, in the name of the Lord, I pray for these dear people. I pray that your glory would shine forth through our lives, Lord. Let us light up our world for you, Lord. Our homes, our jobs, the schools, wherever we are, wherever we go, let us be that light. Well, without you, we are nothing, Lord. Without you, we have no light. But you are the light of our life. You are the joy of our life. You are the peace of our life. Today, if there's somebody here that does not know you as Lord and Savior, touch their lives today. If there's somebody here today that needs healing, Lord, touch their lives. Heal them, Lord. For your honor, for your glory. Lord, I pray that each one of us would commit our lives totally to you. That we would be your servants. That we would be your vessels. Bless us today. Would you come as they sing a song or play a song?